another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wastner. With me is Dwayne Friend. Hi, Dwayne. Good morning, Bill. So, I understand you're getting some calls about toxic algae. And to be honest, I haven't heard much about this. Um, tell us what, what it's all about. Well, you're right. Yeah, I have gotten a several calls here in the last few weeks about concerns about whether ponds, farm ponds, can have blue-green or toxic algae in it. And uh, so I did a little bit of research on it because, honestly, I haven't haven't had many questions about it in the past. And um, from what I've seen, uh, it's usually a condition that's more problematic when it's really hot and really dry out. During those times, you don't get a lot of uh, fresh water into the pond, like from runoff and those types of things. And when you've got that stagnant water and most of our farm ponds have a lot of nutrients in them, you will get a uh, proliferation of algae. And there's many different types of algae out there. Uh, but some of those species can be the kind that release toxins into the water when they die off. And that's the called the blue-green algae or the cyanobacteria. And what will happen is in the stagnant water, that species will kind of become predominant. And you'll have a bloom of this algae, in other words, just a, a mass proliferation of it. And the water may turn the color of pea soup. It may have that bluish green color. It may get a kind of a scum on it. May also look uh, a little grayish, may even have a chocolate color to it. And the, the hazard with this blue-green algae, like I said, is when the algae dies out. Uh, when those cells are broken down, it does release some toxins into the water. And if livestock would happen to drink it, if your pets get in there and swim it and ingest some, uh, it can be a, um, a toxin that can affect the liver, can affect be a neurotoxin. And you, they really have to ingest a pretty good amount of it, but it's still a toxin. And, um, you know, it, it, it has been known in some situations in other states to, to kill livestock if they ingest enough of it, if pets get into it, especially dogs, it's a concern for them. Uh, so as far as this year is concerned in Illinois, I don't think we really have a whole lot to be concerned about because we've had pretty normal rainfall amounts. The temperatures haven't been exceedingly hot for any length of time. So um, the chances of having blue-green algae in our ponds this year, I think, is pretty small. Now, if someone was really interested in finding out, they could probably send in a water sample to a private lab. Uh, they would have to check the prices on that for a microbiolog microbiological analysis. Uh, the, the price might be fairly pricey on that, but they could do that. Probably the best thing to do is if they saw a bloom, they saw that that what lo may look like you know bright green paint on their on their pond, especially this time of year, and it's just come on all of a sudden. Uh, they could err on the side of safety and just not allow livestock in it. Don't uh, swim in it. Don't let your pets in it. And it will naturally die off over the course of time. You're, you're doing a good job. You're answering all of my questions as they come up. <laughs> so um, let's say you have concerns. How is it controlled and prevented? Prevention it would probably be the key because to try to control it at this point, is not recommended. If you try to go out and apply a herbicide this time of year with any type of, of pond plants, it's not recommended because 
this time of year, water temperatures are higher, so the water is not holding as much dissolved oxygen in it. And if you kill off a bunch of pond plants all at once, that takes more oxygen out of that pond water. And so what you may end up with is a fish kill, not because of the herbicide, but simply because those plants dying out and then coupled with the high water temperatures, the oxygen levels are going to plummet down to zero and the fish just simply won't have enough oxygen to survive. So we don't recommend anybody applying aquatic herbicides after July 1st. If you're going to try to prevent algae, and this is really for any type of algae, uh, the best thing to do is to hit it very early in the spring. Uh, some types of dyes can be used that will limit the amount of sunlight penetrating through the water. It's not going to be 100% effective, especially on algae. Um, the other thing that can be done is you can apply some types of, of algicides, typically copper-based algicides, in the spring uh, to control the amount of, of algae that's proliferating in the pond. Uh, again, you don't want to do that this time of year because of uh, the potential for oxygen depletion. Did you say where the water could be tested? Uh, well, there's a number of different labs that can be sent uh, samples. Uh, typically, what I do is uh, if somebody requests a, a list of labs, I will send them a listing from Illinois Environmental Protection Agency, a list of accredited labs for microbiological analysis. And again, what they could do is try to find, and the, the list is quite long, it's multiple states, multiple places in Illinois, but they can contact some labs that are fairly close to their location, you know, ask them what they are capable of doing in terms of, of analysis, find out prices, and then go from there. I see. Where can we go for more information? Uh, if anybody has more specific questions that they'd like to ask about ponds, they can contact me directly. Uh, my email address is friend, F-R-I-E-N-D, at illinois.edu. Uh, or you could contact um, um, or, or just go online and do it a search for extension uh, pond management. And there's a number of good websites out there from the Midwest in terms of, of pond management for aquatic plant management, and fisheries management. Very good. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and Dwayne Friend. 